Welcome to Your Career Podcast, the podcast that helps to ensure your career success. To start getting on track with your career, download my free career goals calendar from thecareersacademy.online. My goals calendar includes a smart goals template and a weekly tasks sheet that will ensure step-by-step you get closer to reaching your career goals. So download my goals calendar today at thecareersacademy.online. Now on with the show. Welcome to episode 251 of Your Career Podcast. Our special guest today is Adam Skugel, with whom I've worked for several years and I'm honored to support. Adam's story, you're going to like this one, everybody, is one that is a little bit out of the box because Adam is quite out of the box most of the time and so interesting to work with. We hear a lot about interior designers aspiring for luxury clients, an office full of staff, but Adam couldn't imagine anything worse. After 18 years of people, leadership in his corporate life, he ventured out in 2018 to running his solo design business full-time. This lasted for three and a half years before he returned to where he started, corporate with a buzzing design side hustle. After working with a broad range of clients, some great and some a nightmare, Adam became tired of having to accept jobs that could make ends meet as opposed to fulfilling his creative juices. COVID didn't help financially, nor an always pending recession, which is a bit scary. And after all those years, Adam realized he didn't want to pursue a be-all and end-all approach to his design career. He wanted stability, steadier finances, and the ability to only take on design work that fulfilled both his own and his client's vision. Adam now enjoys what we call a lifestyle business, balancing projects he only wants to take on, whilst now happily holding down a full-time gig at his corporate firm of choice. He's also developed his own signature design implementation system that employs other designers to assist day-to-day, with Adam coming in only at key points in the project. How perfect is that? Now, Adam is about to launch a podcast telling all his experiences. His aim for the show is really to teach you the thrills, reveal the spills, and show you how you can create an interior design career that suits your lifestyle. So let's welcome Adam to the show. Hello, Adam. Hey, Jane. Thank you so much. I love the intro. It makes me sound a bit interesting. (laughs) Adam, we've worked together for several years now, and you have always been the most interesting (laughs) client and so much fun to work with. And for those of you who are watching the video of this, you'll see that Adam looks very dapper today. He's got the most amazing hat and fantastic velour velvet jacket in a beautiful is I mean, on my screen, it looks like a deep purpley blue. Uh, you might have the, the correct color tone to tell me what it is, but he looks absolutely amazing. So, Adam, you know, Thank on you. your career podcast, it's all about career transitions and reinventions. So just to kick us off, can you tell me what were your early career aspirations when you were a little boy? Oh, so Jane, when I was a little kid, I was, you know, one of these little creative kids that, you know, I wasn't very good at maths and um, 
I was one of these, you know, little kids that couldn't play sport properly and all that sort of thing. So I ended up, um, I wanted to do some acting and I remember being seven and saying to mum and dad, oh, I'd love to go to an acting school. And I did join a school um, and they did singing and dancing and acting and and that really was what I started off doing and enjoyed. And I um, then I had a little sort of career, little little um, childhood stint as an actor. Uh, I was in a few movies, um, uh, Mad Max. You remember the one with Tina Turner, the third one? <laughs> you were in Mad Max? Yeah, I was in that one. That was a great Yeah, when I was 10. But I did that for a few years, Jane, and um, by the time I was a teenager, we moved out of Sydney and um, I left the acting school I was in um you know, in Sydney, and we moved to the Central Coast. And um, I was also very shy, even though I was I could get on stage and, and be out there. Um, we moved away a couple of hours out of Sydney, and Mum said, well, it's up to you now. You have to get on a train if you want to go to an audition for an ad, and here's a timetable. And I just was really freaked out in the trains and going here and there. And I, I sort of, um, sort of unfortunately perhaps, uh, just just finished up doing it. So um, that was the very early part of really getting into that side of things. And then um, as time went on, I did other things. I did hairdressing, which I, I, I think I sacked three times in the first year. So that didn't work out. And then I did, uh, I ended up like most people or a lot of people um, in a corporate environment. I ended up, uh, you know, job to job to job to probably mid-20s. And then I spent from 26 onwards, uh, a large chunk of my career working in, in the corporate space, which gave me a lot of great experience, um, you know, and just got me got me sort of on the straight and narrow for, for you know, for less of a better term. But uh, then I started to consider how can I, I get some creative energy back in my life and I, I did a course in interior decorating and design in 2008 and nine. So that was when things changed and moved on. But that's in a nutshell kind of my experience from a kid and and growing into adulthood and then working out where I landed sort of, you know, by mid-30s. That's when the design part of things came in. Mm. I think you must have always had that creative leaning to you because, you know, being on stage, acting, singing, dancing, I mean, how fantastic. And to have this big break early on at the age of 10 with Tina Turner and Mad Max, I mean, that sounds very exciting. You're a dark horse. That was something I haven't learned. I didn't know, yeah. That's my claim to fame, 1984. (laughs) You must have been saving that information for the podcast. So that's it's very exciting. I'm going to go and Google it after this. Yeah, yeah Google it. As well. <laughs> I died in quicksand, Jane. I died in the film. Oh, really? Yeah, I die in quicksand. So you might even get a bit teary if you catch that clip. It's on YouTube. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely going to find it. In fact, I'm going to go and find the link and add it to my show notes. Oh, so yeah. Well, that's how Adam that's... sinks in quicksand at the age of 10. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I'll definitely cry because I'll miss you, Adam. Now, okay, so from acting to hairdressing, so, you know, very creative roles. And then when you transitioned into corporate, how did that feel? Because that's so different and much more structured. 
Yeah, well, look, I, look to be honest with you, I um, I thought, right, I'll, I'll go and work in a call centre, and that's what I did. And uh, it's all customer service and, and you know, making people, giving them the basics, you know. It was credit cards. I gave them the credit card balance. I, we did some upselling. And, uh, you know, I was a customer service person. I mean, at 26 when I started that, I just thought, you know what, I want to do some overtime. I want to get pay off the car debt and I just want to kind of get a job where I can, a stable job and and uh, just really basic stuff like that, you know. I, I don't have a... a a university degree. I didn't um, go and study to do anything like that. So it was just really me, you know, getting into something that paid the rent, which it did at the time. But t- as time went on, um, I was given opportunities to, to because I knew the role after a couple of years, I was given opportunities, you know, to look after the team for a couple of days. And then that ended up in the next two two years being a like a team leader role so I had a was looking after a team uh and then it sort of went and grew and I, I sort of bounced all around in different areas um you know for business b2b b2c uh and you know what it it, it um it just ended it worked it worked well for me uh and having a steady income works well for me it did then and it it does now and I'm 49. Um, but, yeah, so I kind of that, – that was the experience, just moving through that. But, of course, going back to the creative side, Jane, it was like about, you know, late 30s. I thought, oh, I need something else. And that's when I, I, I went and did a course. Mm. And, you know, so many people do. They, they sort of fall into a career and then the career takes them, you know, along this journey. And you've had a really successful corporate career from customer care to team trainer to operations service to digital account development. Now you're a national relationship manager for the global communication service. So you've had a stellar corporate career as well. But at some stage yes. you felt, mm, okay, something is missing. And I think it must be because you weren't fulfilling that creative side that really needed to come out and then doing that course in 2008-2009 for interior design that must have sparked that little bit of excitement yes yeah absolutely so that was really a turning point mm-hmm. and what I did successfully and I don't know how I did it and a lot of people especially decorators and designers say to me how did you how did you do all those jobs when you were working? And I said, I just made it happen. I, um, you know, I, I would obviously take time off work to do some of it. Uh, I would have other people that I knew would help me doing some of it as well. For a while, like I had um, Jane kind of a partner. Um, it was all verbal and that's a whole other podcast. But um, I did have a partner for a period of time that did a lot of the day-to-day. So I, I was able to run over some successful residential design projects uh, and then get them published as well, which was really uh, a happy day for me when I first was published in a national magazine and, and got a few of those because I I was happy at the time. I mean, the, the money was great, the corporate experience. I got to coach people in corporate and the part of, you know, it's, it's finance, but it's also the one-to-one with people is something that I think is a reoccurring theme and um, something I'm considering doing as well coaching and the design side of things as we've discussed but um, I love the coaching side of it but then I did the course and I was able to to do the two things and I was also getting remunerated really well from these design jobs on the side Uh, and just over time I mean I did it for about eight years 
uh, sort of making all that happen. And people couldn't figure it out because most people think, oh, you've got to go hard or go home with the design. You've got to finish your job. And, you know, I had all these coaches in times gone by tell me, you've got to get out of your corporate role. Get out of there. You, The universe will come to meet you as soon as you're available. <laughs> well, right. It doesn't exactly you. happen that way. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just rely on the universe. There's a lot of a lot of hard work when it comes to running your own business. But what yeah. you did was in 2018, you decided I'm going to go and throw myself into this. And so that was a big move, wasn't it? I didn't know you then, but you decided, okay, uh, let me set up my own own business, Adam Schugel Design, and you did that full time, a hundred percent, full on. How did that go? Um, it, you know, I'm glad I did it, Jane, because I realised, and, and 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 I know that you understand this completely. I mean, you really have to go through hardship, I think, to really understand mm. the benefits of being able to reset. So what happened, I actually did a mastermind, a design mastermind the year before, and um, the whole idea of that mastermind, which was a year-long course with other designers in the US, was to get me out of corporate and get me on the ground running and have this be a huge success. Um, so that is what I did. I, I, You know, we had this vision of me writing the resignation letter and I posted in early 2018, I posted the letter to the group, clap, 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 clap. But then reality hit, Jane, you know, and I, I, I started out well and then I started things went a little bit quiet and then I was um, I was meeting people that, were really not the right type of person I wanted to meet with. You know, in the residential space, you've got people that engage you and then some of them can go with the flow and let you do what you do best, but some of them can micromanage like anywhere, tell you what to do, tell you, uh, you know, that they that I should be able to do it within this or that budget. I mean, it goes on and on. To answer your question, it was full of ups and downs and don't even go there by the time we got to early 2020. Um, when things changed for the worst, not only for me, of course, but um, that was tough. You know, the whole COVID thing was difficult too. Mm. And and I think, you know, so many people think if I launch my business, people will come. Now, that doesn't happen. <laughs> there's, there's so much to running your own business. And it sometimes can be really cyclical, especially if you're, you're a coach or you're a consultant, and then you can get a lot of work and you're super busy, and then the marketing falls away because you're so busy. And then when that project or gig ends, then suddenly you have to start hustling again to build up the momentum and land the next client or the next job. And so it's a bit like feast and famine in many, many consulting businesses and with interior design you know it depends on the clients who need something done but then when covid hit that would have decimated your business it would have been so so tough and it was around about that time i believe that we first met was it 2000 maybe 2001 i think and you were reassessing what should i do what should i do but then now you have come full circle and you've successfully relaunched your corporate career and that's ticking along beautifully and you're in a leadership yeah. role and you're doing wonderful things but you have now married your 
interior design business as a side project, Mm -hmm. which is growing just so very, very well with your full-time corporate role. Now, that's ideal for most people. And I I, I always think if you're thinking about starting your own business, then start it up as a side project first and see how you go. But you've taken it to the next level. You've got some amazing clients that you're working with and you've structured your business a little bit differently. So, So tell me, how do you marry the corporate with your successful interior design business now? Well, what I did, Jane, was really I kind of assessed what what did I do for those eight years before I left, you know, because that worked. And then I realised that a big part of it was having another resource involved that can actually do some day-to-day for you. And then I actually did a lot of coaching and I, I, I was working on this process, design implementation strategy that I worked on with a coach. And then I I started to think to myself, hang on a second, if I break this down, there's really only four or five full days out of this whole project that I need to be around. And then what I decided to do was why don't I engage people that are actually working full-time as designers, that is their profession. They don't want to do what I'm doing, which is absolutely fine, um, or they haven't had the experience, whatever. And I actually have somebody who I work with now in the same way I did in the past, and I hire that person, that resource, for for blocks of hours, and we work out an estimate of, of, of when they would need to be on site. I plan everything out really well, so everything's documented, all the planning's done, on, uh, you know, computer-aided design. And it's kind of nothing changes. Nothing sort of floats around and changes uh, here to there. It's about sticking to a process. And I designed this project implementation system that allows for me to just come in at key points. So, you know, I, I meet with clients only on a Saturday. Most people are happy with that. Um, I'll have a day where I'll need to go and fabric source. And the rest of the time is really, uh, you know, stuff that I do need to be on board with, which is very minimal uh, time, nine to five. And then I have my other, I'm actually working with one person at the moment who's coming in and doing all that stuff. And it's actually working out really well. You know, I'm still, I mean, you have to have I mean, we know there's sacrifices, Jane. I can't say that I don't sit there and do computer work until 9 o'clock at night or design and do my PowerPoint presentations. I do that. But you know what? The, I'm not I'm not, um, I'm not. not chasing the dollar to pay my mortgage. I used to lay there at night and think, how the hell am I going to pay my mortgage? And um, that's a really terrifying thing. I never thought I would have to borrow money off family. And then it became to the point where my worst nightmare to me was to borrow money but I had to do it I had no choice but the whole idea now is to stay within why freak out stick with a great company Um, I stopped managing people which was the part I didn't like about working corporate before now I'm a sole contributor it's so much better I you know I didn't want to really manage people so I'm not managing people Um, and I schedule everything out and I have this support from somebody else that is in the game Monday to Friday. And it's working out well, you know, the savings that I'm making to, you know, first of all, I had to recoup some dollars <laughs> that I lost, you know, all about it. Um, but I'm, I'm, I've got a separate account and I'm, I'm putting money away. And, and to me, this is really, this suits me. I think you're the one that said, Adam, you have a lifestyle business. This is a lifestyle business. So I'm happy with a lifestyle business. I get to be creative. I don't have to talk to these um, crazy people that want to change my contract and get me to do that and get me to do that. I'm just working with people I want to. And um, I don't have the time to work with a whole bunch of people, but the people I do work with, 
I'm really enjoying working with. And it's working both ways. So um, I don't know if I answered the question. I might have gone on a tangent, but um, this is how it's working now. And it is to do with that implementation strategy, um, which has changed everything. It's really well organised and that's how I'm able to do both. Yeah. And also knowing what your strengths are, you've now come full circle and you realize what you enjoy doing, what you don't enjoy doing in your corporate life. You're someone who likes to get stuff done, not managing or leading people, but getting your job done. So you're, you're a technical specialist. And then in your own business, rather than having to faff about doing the nitty gritty, you can do that creative side and having help and outsourcing what it is that you don't need to be hands-on with, it makes 100% sense. You you found that magic balance, haven't you? So that you can create what I always, as you say, I love a lifestyle business because you can either build an enterprise or you can build a lifestyle business. And a lifestyle business really makes you happy and you do most of what you enjoy doing and a little bit of admin because that's obviously necessary but but you've now come to this perfect balance that I think so many people would be very envious of and you know there are many many people who think oh I wish I could be an interior designer and I know that in September you're going to be launching your podcast to help people who are aspiring interior designers to to find that happy balance so that they don't give everything up, go full hog all the way into their own business and think, uh-oh, that didn't quite work out. So tell us about the podcast, Adam. Well, the podcast, yeah, thanks, Jane. So so the podcast is launching September 5th. Um, the, it's really about my experience. I just started, I, I thought, you know, um, what, what I was tired of hearing was just all these sort of um, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but it was all about, you know, what, um, how, how to get luxury clients. Join my program to work out how to have just never-ending luxury clients, big dollars, get a staff of a thousand and, and have a lovely rich life. And um, I was listening to that and thinking that wasn't my experience at all. I did lots of coaching for luxury, this luxury, that, and it didn't work out like that. That's not what really happened. And then I started to talk to other people and there were pl- there's plenty of people that had my experience or are having my experience that are not having this string of luxury clientele. So this is a real thing out there and I wanted to present the podcast to people about the, the pros and cons of it. And um, you don't have to go and do it. You know, I wanted a creative outlet. I wanted to be fulfilled. But I realised I didn't actually need to do this full time and and lay awake at night wondering how to pay my bills. I just wanted to be able to do it and still be able to be comfortable and not be stressed. So this podcast is about my experience. It's about all those years we talked about. But it's also about how you can do the same thing. If you want a life change, a midlife change, or you're considering it, um, you don't have to go full throttle and then it burns you and you you leave it all together. Why not try a tempered approach where you really get to to move in and out as as is as is comfortable? I'm going to talk about it, all that on the podcast mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just share my experiences and, and I'm looking forward to doing that and and just having a dialogue with people about it. I'm very very excited. You're going to have to tell us the title of your podcast, Adam. So it's called so so you so you want to be an interior designer. Yes. So the website is live, uh, and I have a quiz 
which uh, you gave me the idea for the for the quiz, as we know, Joe. Actually, you gave me the name of the podcast. Let's cut the cackle. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me the name. You told you got a quiz, and I thought I'm just going to nick that off you. But so, say so you want to be an interior designer. Uh, forward slash quiz is where you can, if you want to work out your strengths and opportunities, if you're in design or you're just thinking about it, go and do the quiz. Say you want to be an interior designer. Uh, forward slash oh, dot com, hang on, dot com forward slash quiz. It'll be in the show notes, won't it? <laughs> okay. Well, everybody listening who can't wait to listen to the podcast, don't worry. I'll have all of the links in my show notes at janejacksoncoach.com forward slash podcast. And I So you want to be interior designer dot TV forward slash podcast because it's going to be a YouTube as well as a like yours, Jane. It's yeah. going to be a YouTube with video as well as a, an audio. And you know what? Adam does have a YouTube channel with so many fabulous videos of the interior design work that he's done in the past as well. Such a creative. When I first landed on Adam's YouTube channel, I thought, you know what, Adam, you have such talent here. We need to work this out so you don't chuck it all in. Yeah. What can can we possibly do? And you've now created this wonderful lifestyle business and you're going to be inspiring, aspiring Mm -hmm. interior designers too so that they they can dip a toe in the water to see if this is right for them and they'll find out how you can find that perfect balance between having a full-time job or a part-time job and building your business and then see how that grows as well. But you know what? It doesn't mean that you have to keep growing the business and then give up the corporate, you can manage both. How does Adam do it? Well, you'll find out in the podcast. So you want to be an interior designer launching on the 5th of September. I am so excited because I love podcasting, as you know, I've been podcasting for years now. And the good thing about podcasting is that you get to reach so many people and then you start getting all these emails saying, oh, that really touched a nerve. How do you do this? You know, could you work with me and help me with this as well? And that's what will probably happen with yours because people will see that you're not promising this unrealistic unicorn business that's going to magic themselves, you know, into your world if you keep manifesting and thinking and you know, doing your your dream boards or whatever, which, you know, works for some people. But to be quite honest, when you're building a business, it takes a lot of hard work, marketing, sales, implementation, creativity. And what what would you say, Adam? are the key qualities that you bring to your business? Well, the interior design side of things is uh, having a really good process. So when you're running a project, the contract's really important. And this is what I realised. This is how I get the clients now. They're not just cold calls. They're all referrals, as you know, in most businesses. That's where you get the clients that are kind of warm and ready to go. So um, what's funnily what's happening now, Jane, is I couldn't get the phone to ring that much during COVID. And now that I'm working again, the phone's going all the time. So, But that's really a culmination of all those years. And it's actually having a really strong process, which is really 
I've got 12 steps, 12 to 15, I think, in there. But um, the client's really clear about every step that's going to happen, how I charge, what they should expect, when I'm coming in, when I'm not going to be there. And I think that I needed to develop that over time. But now that now that I have that and I've been working with this process for a long time, when they come to me, my, my new prospects, which are all pretty warm now because I'm not doing anything to market it to cold clients, um, there's experience. People have, they know how you've worked with other people. They know you're not a crazy maniac going to steal their money and have trades that are going to leave the ceiling hanging out. It's sound and there's a, a, a it's all documented well. So that's that's so important, the documentation and the process. Um, that's what works well for me now. Yeah. You know, I'm interested to know, when it comes to design and architecture and interiors, mm. what, what's what's the style that you love the most? Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm eclectic. And that's the other thing. Um, I kept being, being taught that I should have a niche. Mm. And it doesn't, I don't really have a need. I mean, I'm sitting here in this bright blue jacket and I was told by a fashion sort of consultant that blue actually attracts people to you. So that's why I'm sort of hoping everyone's attracted here. But I'll go and, <laughs> I'll go and do the interiors like this and then I'll, I'll come home and I've got a black wall and beige sofa. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of all over the place. And, and I think we should be allowed to be eclectic and all over the place. I don't want to just do beachy interiors or whatever's current I want to just do whatever and um, so I guess that's what people come to me for is just that there's not one size fits all it's whoever you are and I just work with that you know and I think it's It's mostly eclectic design yeah but the good thing is is that means that you can work with a range of clients and you you take that time because I know one thing I've found working with you Adam is that you really listen um you listen and you find out about your clients as well and so that you can tap into what they want to create and then you can make their dream happen which I think is absolutely magic I I think if anyone is thinking of interior design then and making a bit of a change in their homes and then find Adam's Google design and also if you're thinking about becoming an interior designer yourself listen to Adam podcast so you want to be an interior designer and find out the nitty-gritty basically adam you're, you're going to go into a deep dive into how to set up a business how to balance your business the pitfalls who to work with who not to work with and you know the, the ups and downs and, and the real down and dirty of building this business because it's not easy it takes a lot of hard work and you tell it like it is yes yeah, and also if I can if I can backtrack a little bit, Jane, because this is where I I just want to highlight where you've helped me specifically on the corporate side. Um, I didn't like my corporate role that much because I was sick of managing people. But um, one of the things that you helped me with, if I can give you some credit there, is saying, hey, you don't have to manage people anymore. You know, if you want to have the best of both worlds, what about looking at ways that you're not managing a team of people? So uh, it's also about changing the role. If you want to stay within your current role and if it is a corporate role, uh, if you don't like a part of it, you don't have to stay in that business unit or or like I was, managing people after all that time and all their issues. Um, you know, sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not. Um, I learned how to be a coach. 
though. That was the good thing about that, which I'll bring into this next business. But um, I think the other thing is you can change, can't you? You can change the makeup of your current role, get into a different business area or, or, or try something else uh, where you can have both work successfully. So I just wanted that was important as well because going back to corporate also had to be not a nightmare in terms of the content of what I was doing day to day. It had to be a new uh, exciting beginning that way as well as, you know, being able to manage the design side of things. So that was important as well. That's that's important to my happiness now as well as they're both working harmoniously together. Yeah, because if one ends up being a huge drain on your energy, you can't be your best self in either. That's it. And I think that right now you've created just just the perfect balance where you love the the corporate work, mm. you love the creative work, you love having the freedom of running your own business as well. And very few people are able to get that really good balance. So I think for you, you you're a wonderful role model when it comes to becoming an interior designer. Yeah. And and I'm inspired. <laughs> Next time I'm going to to renovate, I think you're going to have to come and have a look and tell me if my colors are all wrong and what should I choose. <laughs> I won't say they're all wrong. A bit of diplomacy there, Jay. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you can see my office here if you're looking at the video. So, so it's 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 pretty pretty. I'd be delighted, Jane. I'd be. But delighted. you're absolutely right about blue. Blue is yes. the most universally liked colour as well, and so you're not going to put anyone offside by wearing that particular colour. Sometimes people end up being really flamboyant with the with the neon oranges or whatever and you know some people like that but a lot of people don't. So so it's good that you're able to appeal and use colour to your advantage as well. What are your final words that you're going to leave with us? And I want to remind everybody, have a look at my show notes I'll have all the links to Adam's uh, content, YouTube podcast as well as his website. So final words from you Adam. Uh, well, final words is, is really to thank you for giving me the opportunity to be on your amazing podcast um, and giving me an opportunity to speak about, I guess, the reality of my journey. Um, I just want to say that you don't have to go and, as, as, as we've talked about, you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You don't have to go and be a full-time interior designer and have all that pressure on, you know, paying for everybody's wage in an office and making sure you've got the jobs coming in so that those people are paid. Um, you, you can just do it. You know, for me, it was a creative outlet that I realised I needed. I didn't need the burden of going through, you know, a pending recession and COVID and this and that. That just ripped my soul apart. But what I realised is if I can just get into get back into a role that gives me that money that I need every month, if I take on a design job, I do it. If I like that person, I do it. If I don't like it, um, you know, I'm, I'm not able to do the job at the moment, whatever it is. But I'm pretty happy. I get to do what I want and uh, it's working in all areas. So there isn't one size fits all. Uh, and I hope, you know, that uh, if anyone's interested, come and join me on the podcast and I'll, I'll talk you through everything that's happened. It's going to be um, it's going to be fun, but it's going to be real and uh it's all happening um, next month. And um, yeah, thank you. Final words, Jane, for giving me the opportunity uh, to be on the show. And I really appreciate it. 
you're one of the most delightful people I've ever worked with and one of my favorite podcast guests. So I'm going to have to have you on the show again. I'd say about six months into your podcast and find out, you know, how has it gone? I'm so excited, Jane. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Adam. It's such a delight to talk to you and roll on the launch of So You Want to Be an Interior Designer. Thank you so much. Bye now. Thanks, Jane. If you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast, I invite you to check out my career success program at thecareersacademy.online. The Career Success Program is the original program that uniquely provides 24-7 on-demand career support and fortnightly live career coaching sessions to keep you on track to reach your career goals. It is the essential resource for anyone who wants to manage their career effectively, make a career change and land the job they'll love. Whether you're in exploration mode or seeking a new career direction and need help to make it a reality, the Career Success Program is for you. Not only do you get access to my step-by-step roadmap to navigate your career crossroads, my extensive training library and exclusive members-only discounts and tools, you'll also become part of my supportive community of professionals who will help you with feedback, encouragement and advice. All this and more makes the Career Success Program the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow their career. Check it out and join me at thecareersacademy.online.